Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that doesn't know when this is. Mm. How many, like, future? I when think three it? people said, when is this? When is this? I remember this, but you weren't here. Hey, when wait, who this? are you? <laughs> what is this? Hey, it's the noobs and the other noob. My name's Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week sometimes twice, and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who hasn't seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. haven't. All right. <laughs> I could hear Corbin's gears turning. Am I going to say also? Am I yeah, gonna say I was going to say that. Last time I said also, Trip didn't say also. I'm, so this time, I'm, anyway. This is so much on autopilot that you broke my brain. I, yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been trying to do for the last month. Uh, welcome to episode 181, Breaking Your Brain, covering series three, episode three, Sorry, series 13, episode 3, entitled Doctor Who, colon, flux, comma, chapter 3, dash, once, comma, upon time. (laughs) (laughs) They threw punctuations into the title. Yes, I'm going to start reading the spaces, too. This is the one where the Doctor and her companions get lost in time. Like, I ran out of time to write this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if ran out of time is 100% accurate. More know. like we just messed around we just, and didn't run. Yeah. yeah, as y'all will hear in the bloopers later on. But um, yeah, no, no, this was um, uh, one of the things that I heard a lot this week online was it was confusing. And I'm like, have y'all watched Doctor Who before? Yeah. I, like this didn't feel any more wibbly wobbly. If anything, the, the, the complaint that I remember you guys having, and I don't want to get into it right now, <laughs> we'll come back to it, um, was y'all were like, there was too much explanation. Which, yeah. So why was everybody so confused? Anyways, uh, this is story number 297C, originally aired. Not, uh, no, wow. What? Really I, good I almost words. said, I almost said, Noctober. Noctober. That's, <laughs> that's what I got ready to say. Uh, November 14th, 2021, to 3.76 million viewers. Uh, and just, just a quick update, because we've been talking about the overnights versus the compounded uh, interest bearing. I don't know what the crap it is. Um, last week's episode, uh, if you'll recall, we talked about, you know, Doctor Who in free fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the final totals were 5.1 million. So, like I said, you know, eh, you know it's not, not the 10 million. Yeah. It's not the 10 million oh, that Jody got on her first episode. Um, but uh, 5.1 is, is, is a far cry from 3.76. We never on this podcast read the overnight numbers, uh, except mm-hmm. for there was like a few episodes where we, where we were doing that for a little while. Um, but even then, I don't think we were reading out the overnights we were reading like no. the consolidated but then the like international numbers and all that kind of stuff um so 3.76 is like unheard of except that's because we've just never yeah. said those numbers before yeah. so last week uh was i don't remember where it was it was like 3.84 million overnight or something ended up 5.1 so that's that's huh. a little bit more respectable so, number. doctor who is not cratering to all-time lows yeah. uh, well it's- i mean i Honestly, I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't know where that uh, where that number falls in the grand scheme. I know we've dipped below, like into the low four millions. Yeah. With, but it's only been during Jody's time, and yeah. that that is something yeah. that we have to remember is that the if I if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, the lowest numbers we've ever seen in New Who have all been during Jody's time. Blame it on Jamie. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't remember saying four. I think four, before Jody, right? I don't think we ever did. I think we, we might we have had some time during Capaldi where it got into six. the fives. There, I think it was there like a five point eight three or something. Yeah, yeah. There might have been some Capaldi episodes that were in the fives, but nothing that was ever in the fours. And we've been like 
hanging out in the fours for a while. Like four yeah. became the new norm. I remember we were like, oh, we're in the four millions. And then it was like, hey, guys, we're still yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we're hanging strong. There's in four. no pulling out. Yeah. Uh, so this was written by Chibs and directed by Azure Salim, which Corbin goes, hey, wait, <laughs> did we definitely name the character after the director? But yeah, that's it's not spelled. It's not spelled Azure at all. It's uh-uh. A-Z-H-U-R, not A-Z-U-R-E. So, so maybe it's said entirely different. Said like Britney. <laughs> we probably butchered <laughs> it. said Britney. It's pronounced Britney. Yeah. The A-Z-H-U-R is silent. That's yeah. most <laughs> farthest you can be. That's fantastic. Hey, guys, we're going to jump straight into the checklist this week. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Um, what? Oh, I put some uh, stuff in the wrong section. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote the little blue bits. Um, the little blue bits is, is definitely the creature of the week. So I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, she did say it though. Like someone said it, right? Mm, I don't know if it was ever said. I think they were doing one of those dumb narration over what was happening. And someone said once upon time or something like that. Eh, I don't think so. Mm, Nah. So (laughs) now let's actually get to the creature of the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were the little blue bits was that, I don't know. I just put that down. I mean, like we had the weeping angels, we saw the Daleks, we saw the Cybermen, but they, they were like non-factors except, I mean, I mean, they were, we saw the we saw the angel because that's next week. Yeah, that's the yeah. deal. But the this, Daleks and the Cybermen were like part of the subplot. And the Santarans yeah, yeah, were yeah, yeah. mentioned. They were background. So. Yeah, they the weren't even seen. The Santarans were mentioned. They're like, oh, there's a Santaran sector. Yeah, but we didn't even see them this time. That's yeah, weird. anyways. No. Um, so the closest thing I had was the little blue bits that are just sort of floating around, and they are particles of the time force, tiny fragments of temporal destruction that destroy whatever they touch. Hmm. Time um, force, a thing that they've mentioned in this episode many times with a lot of casualness that we've never heard of before. Yeah. That and time storm. Like the doctor yeah. says, I, I threw myself into a I time storm and the Ruth storm. doctor was like, Oh, that's a bad idea. Like, you know what that is? Well, Why have we never I mean, heard the of doctor okay, so, probably knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. so I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is either, this is either a classic who connection. And if it uh, is, Jared didn't even pick up on it. Cause I didn't see it in the notes or, the reason the Ruth doctor reacted that way is, you know, it's the doctor. Yeah, she's the time. Yeah. She's a time Lord. You know, of course well, they understand yeah. time storms. Yeah. And on. so yes. I, it, it may just be that it may just be, we're, we're making up some, you know, some spacey wacy. I don't understand how that, like, like how that was useful at all. What? Jumping into the time storm. How was I, that useful? Mm. It saved them time when they came I, back. Time had passed. Okay. What I don't understand is why I understand why the doctor jumped in. She jumped in to protect Yaz and Vendor, who she kept calling yeah. that lad in the temple because she didn't even meet him, didn't even get his name yet. Um, she was trying to take the brunt of the time storm so that mm. they wouldn't get burnt out by it. But why then did she throw Dan into one other than maybe plot? just just more? people okay. the less you absorb i mean that's like you can't argue she was getting him out of the way because she didn't want to leave him in the room with those two guys and when all of them disappeared they would stop activating that um like close proximity thing uh-huh. and so they would all disappear from azoran swarm's view oh. basically okay I still don't get I that mean, opening that's, scene. That's kind of like Doesn't that's kind of like sense, if but. you and I were in a bank and it was being robbed, and I grabbed you and ran out into a hurricane 
<laughs> to yeah. save you from the bank robbers. Yeah. The whole opening you know scene what I'm saying? is weird. Like, for, yeah, not I, remember, I remember you hated that part. It's the, like, the how did she have time? Gone. Like, we so, saw them snap. So I, how did she have time to run into the whatever? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, um, I don't remember if I have notes about this later. So you, Corbin, you kind of got us on a on a on a topic here about the way time is described. No, you know what? I do I do have stuff about this later on. So um, we'll we'll hit that when we get there. But there was the statement made here: uh, time was released for long enough. The damage is done. And I think what that meant was the little blue bits. Yeah. Um, the the particles of the time force they they were released long enough that the damage was done. And so. Uh, Swarm is, you know, has a plan, has a place he's going. He's not just yeah chaos. He's he's got a, an end goal in mind, and in his mind, it doesn't matter what the doctor was able to stop or slow down or, or prevent. Time was running loose and wild for long enough that the damage was already done. That whatever he was what trying to get I, done. I, I, Releasing we'll the particles, maybe, because um, those yeah, are gonna yeah, now yeah. gonna go like, disrupt what, time like or whatever, whatever it is that he was releasing. Disrupt time. space. Yeah, whatever it is that Swarm is trying to accomplish by releasing time. The amount of <laughs> the amount of time that time was released, yeah. that duration was enough that the damage is already done and and it can't be fixed now. Yeah. Is is what he's implying. Yeah. So interesting. I, that description of those little blue bits doesn't really make sense, though, because they seem to target things. Mm. So, like, are they a living creature of some sort? Maybe. Um, or is it... Why doesn't it make sense if they are? I don't know. That's Either they're living creatures carrying out they're orders, part of or they are... Whatever they are, they're being controlled by the Time Force. Or time, it's or specifically whatever. targeting. Yeah, it's yeah. like people. well, let, let's 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 circle back around to that because I do have notes about time and yeah, all that stuff. So, uh, the TARDIS, we had the sideways door again. I thought that was really cool when uh, Yaz told Vendor stick your head inside, and he sticks his head inside, and he he does the the weirdest thing imaginable, like instead of like stepping one foot in. He literally like leans his body in at a 90 degree yeah. angle yeah. so that when it pops out at a 90 degree angle, because the actor is coming out of the floor, you know, it makes sense. So I was like, that, that was interesting the way they did that. And uh, I think I have this later, but Vendor knew what a TARDIS was. Yeah. Uh, name dropping. The doctor said, uh, John Burroughs once said, leap and the net will appear. And I was like, that was <laughs> the most non name dropping name drop. Ever. We've heard her do yet. Yeah. Like it's normally a a big deal. It's like who's that? And it's also usually a flurry of name drops. I don't know if you noticed oh, that. Oh yeah. But she yeah. tends to drop like three or four in a row. Um, she just she she wasn't even name dropping John Burroughs as much as she was doing the quote, leap yeah. and the net will appear. But she had to throw in there that I'm not quoting John Burroughs. I'm retelling something that John Burroughs told me personally. Yes. So it was still definitely uh, name dropping. So John Burroughs was an American naturalist and nature essayist active in the conservation movement in the United States. So there you go. I just thought, what? I just assumed he was like a stuntman or something. Yeah. A stuntman? <laughs> I mean, the leap in the net will appear? <laughs> you mean, uh, maybe he was on that, uh, oh crap, what was the name of that stupid planet? Uh, trapezium, trapezium, seven. Seven. trapezium seven. Trapezium seven. Trapezium. 
Circus Palace 7. The most, the most unstable element, Trapezium 7. Um, and then Adventures in Closed Captioning, uh, William said, uh, Williamson said, I shall smite you. And the closed captioning said, I spite you. And I was like, yeah, but were y'all even trying? That <sighs> sentence doesn't make sense. Especially in that context where he's, I spite you. he is attacking huh? someone, <laughs> an alien of some sort. I love, um, I, 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 I really, okay, so the next episode is Village of the Angels. And then we have the Survivors of the Flux. And then, I don't know if I've told y'all yet, uh, episode six has officially been, the title has been released, The Vanquishers. And I really want to know which episode we're going to get to hang out with Williamson. Because I mm-hmm. need more Williamson. Every time this guy is on screen, I'm just happy. I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I want yeah. more of him. And I want more of the tunnels. Oh, oh yeah. It could be nice. Is the episode. village of the angels going to be in the tunnels? I was going to say. Oh, oh. Because you were talking about the ornate. Diane got sent to the past in Liverpool. So, uh, not Diane. Not Diane. Uh, the Claire. Claire. How do we know Claire, that it was yeah. in Liverpool? Well, that's where. Well, that's where were, she was. Right? They were right outside of. Oh, that his usually house. is the way it works, isn't it? They send you back in time, but they don't shift you in space. Yeah, right? yeah, they yeah, send yeah, you yeah, straight yeah. back in time. Yeah, that's why. That's why Amy and Rory were in 1930s New York. Yeah, because they were in New York when it happened. Um, interesting. So she got sent into the past while in Liverpool. Yeah, maybe she's. I mean, she's got to show up in the next episode, right? Yeah. But to be fair, Williamson is all over the universe at the current moment. Because he's also... I don't think well, that's because of the Well, we've only seen him in Liverpool and the Temple, right? No, but we saw him in... Um, crap, what? I can't remember names. Dan's time stream, presumably in the future. That's presumably, presumably on some yeah. other planet. Because remember... He said a long way from Liverpool or whatever. Wait. That's a lot of us. Why do we think that was in Dan's future? That's a future? lot of assumptions, but Dan... Because it obviously wasn't in them in their own timeline. Hang on, what? <laughs> They were constantly, she was putting them in their own timeline. So I would assume that's his own timeline. Yeah. So we'll meet up. Oh, with and he didn't recognize Williamson, so it yeah, wasn't a memory. So I got, he, he also, like, I would assume he doesn't know Williamson from the past. That's, that's what I'm saying. in the 1870s. Unless, unless he's the doctor. Unless. Unless he is Williamson. Ah, <laughs> uh, wait. <laughs> Something is up with Dan, y'all. <laughs> You're so I confident of that. I am. You just want something to be wrong. It could you. just be them having to rush through his character because they have six episodes. I, oh, okay. First yeah. of all, they are murdering his his arc because yeah. of, because of time constraints. They, slash, they, slash. they really, really are. But but no, no, no. I, I I take that statement back. They are either murdering his his arc as a companion, as an actual human being who's a companion, or. These are all tiny little breadcrumbs that are going to add up to he's a time lord. I'm telling you, I really that hope he's not the doctor. Super dumb. I really hope he's not the doctor or, or slash timeless that. child. I, I highly doubt it too. I really hope he's not the master. No, no way. I really hope he's not because the they master. already brought know, back. But I'm pretty sure the best master. I'm pretty sure that he's a time lord with a chameleon arch thing going on. I'm pretty sure. I, I, like, is it going to be a time lord we don't know? Uh, well, we don't know. I mean, we don't lot. know very many. Like, like Rassilon, and that's yeah, the Rassilon. It could be that guy that was the reporter and the yeah. assassin or whatever. <laughs> the deadly assassin. <laughs> Here we are live in the time lord chambers. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that guy. Yeah, we. Uh, the only other one that I can even think of that we know the name. Okay, there's the general. Um, yeah. And then there's the Corsair. But the Corsair always had that tattoo. Remember? Mm-hmm. There was a slight mention of that. Uh, it was in. It was in the uh, the episode with House, uh, mm-hmm. where uh, the doctor's wife. Um, the 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 whole precipitation of that thing is he gets the message cube thing and he says it's from the Corsair and he says oh the Corsair he always had that tattoo even when he was a woman. Um, anyways, yeah. So and I don't even remember if we met the Corsair in Classic Who. I know we haven't, but um, anyways, I, I don't care if it's a Time Lord we know. But the only ones that we know that we care about are the Doctor, the Master, maybe Rassilon. Yeah, and Rassilon. that would be so absurdly off, just like out of nowhere if it was if Rassilon. It was Rassilon. Yeah. If Dan was Rassilon, um, that would be ridiculous. But I just, I, uh, here's the thing. I feel like he's a Time Lord. And unfortunately, in New Who, that means he's the Doctor. Or the Master. Yeah. Except that I hope, I really hope not. Yeah. What I mean? Okay. All right. No, no, no. Let me rephrase. Not in New Who, in Chibs era, it means he's the Doctor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that that's the first place that your brain goes in the Chibnall era, and I really hope I'm wrong about that part. Yeah. But just if he's not a Time Lord, he's something. He's. I really. Is he Bell's baby? Oh, you know. All right, let's come back. I don't think. Oh, <laughs> hang on, that, that would be crazy. <laughs> flat but that with doesn't a black work. man and an Asian lady spawning a white child. What, what was? Sure what did he say? Work out. Vendors like mixed. Yeah. At best, and the <laughs> mom was Asian. I don't think the genetics would work out there, but they're time lords. Oh well. If your assumption oh, is that all of them are time lords okay, or yeah. something, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, they're not. Okay, all right, all right. We'll come. We'll, we'll come back to that. I've got thoughts about Vendor and Bell for sure. Yeah. And when I said they're time lords, I yeah, I completely misspoke there. But they regenerate. That's that's my assumption that is that they theory. regenerate. And so if they regenerate, then then yeah, all that's that right. Theory is that they shouldn't have been in this episode. That's not a theory, but. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, then why'd you... Okay. Other stuff we noticed. Uh, an angel appeared in the time storm and then again in the TARDIS. I had completely forgotten about that angel appearing in the time storm. There was, oh, yeah. there was admittedly, a lot a that lot. happened in this episode. And so when we watched it the second time and the angel appeared and the doctor's like, what are like, you doing what? here? I was like, yeah, what are you doing here? I completely forgot about that now. little part of things. Um, okay. I, I brought this up. Now, y'all help me remember this. Here, here's what I wrote. I liked it when they're in their other time streams. Um, each character is still wearing what they were wearing in the present, but the other people are wearing their period correct clothing, but they look like people from the present. So you have the doctor in her current outfit, but she's actually the fugitive doctor, and she's there with uh, Carvanista, who is in the right tactical gear, but yeah. looks like Dan, except for that one split second where he's actually Carvanista. Um, I thought that that was really neat how jumbled it was, like like dreamlike. But then you guys pointed something else. Y'all pointed out Yaz. something that it... Oh, okay. When Yaz, Yaz was, was in wearing, the patrol car, yeah, she was, she was the, wearing, the doctor was there wearing a police uniform and then glitched and it turned back into the actual woman. But Yaz was in her police uniform, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Well, Yaz was also the only one where the doctor was taking over people instead of being this ghostly other figure. 
Wait. That's true. Wait, Each really? of them had a different experience. And one no. of, with Dan, she was like a ghostly figure, literally like floating. Yeah. And same thing with Vendor. Same for Vendor. It was same only Yaz where she was like taking over people's bodies. And and one thing that the doctor pointed out is that the angels are disrupting her time stream. So she oh. said, I'm, I'm trying to break through, but it's like there's a barrier trying to keep me out. Hmm. The problem that she had reaching Dan was that he was fidgety. He was hopping all around. He kept yeah. getting, but but Yaz, huh. it was like something was trying to block her out, and then we encountered the angels. So, um, anyways, I thought I thought that that was a neat storytelling device because the first time we were watching this, we were all kind of like, okay, wait, who's the real person right now? Like, what storyline are we on? Um, so again, I understand somewhat the people saying this was confusing, but. I think they did a pretty good job of dropping little hints like that. Like if you see Dan wearing his normal clothes, then it's actually Dan. If you see hmm. Yaz in a space commander outfit, then it's not actually Yaz. It's this is the vendor storyline. Um, however, you guys pointed out that. So the 13th doctor is from our perspective, wearing her current present time clothing, but the rest of her team is in full tactical gear because they're going in to break up the siege of Antropos. But then when we see the fugitive doctor yeah. in the mirror, she is not in tactical no, gear. Tactical she gear. is in her like purple suit yeah. with the really colorful shirt. And I was like, that is so the doctor. The yeah. doctor would be at the head of a group in like, you know, flipping uh, uh, SWAT gear, you know, like full tactical stealth mode and everything carrying big giant laser guns and whatever. And she's walking in with, I guess not even a Sonic because she didn't yeah. know what a Sonic was and her regular clothes. Like, let's do this guys. Here we go. I thought, I thought that was great. And I don't know. I don't know if that was an oversight or if that was intentional, but either way in my head canon, it completely it works. Completely. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, Corbin pointed out the scoring was amazing. Um, there, there was a bit where Dan was talking to Diane in his uh, time stream, and the music is all sweet and lovely, and isn't this a great memory of this time that we went on our stroll with our lattes and everything? And then all of a sudden it goes minor and creepy when, she, when he sees the blue things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He kind of looks off into the distance, and right at that moment the key changes to minor. Oh. And then gets like slower and more plodding and clunky and like misplaced notes. And then he like turns back and then drops. And then the music drops out when it cuts to him like sitting. Oh, did it? I didn't. Yeah, I was writing the, the music note was during like that. so when it when it when he when he shifted and he was in a he, yeah, they were on the it stairs. Like, it just stopped. Oh wow! Um, it's I like, love little things yeah. like that. Yeah, I love I love when the music is just like. You know, if Dan looked off into the distance, you wouldn't necessarily get creeped out. But when the music goes, bling, 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 and you're like, ah, what is happening? What is happening to my feelings right now? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I loved. I I want to. I want a new spinoff series starring Jodie Whittaker and Mandip Gill as buddy cops. Uh, it could even be a movie. It doesn't okay. even have to be a series. I just want to see the movie where. Jody Whitaker sits in the patrol car next to Mandip Gill and complains about and the prices at the shop <laughs> down the street. They gossip for like an hour and a half. That yeah. scene was hilarious. That was hilarious. Where was Jody, like we we fifteen come, seconds. But yeah, it was amazing. She's just there, when like coming into that scene. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just there, just like 
eating a salad and they're just like sitting like laid back and it's like yeah, she's and, just complaining we, about whatever. When that scene begins, Jody is already ranting. Yeah. Like, I love yeah, that. Yeah. She was already ranting and, and already he like came in and did this. And uh, yeah. That. Obviously and at like, the oh end of like gosh. a five minute tirade. And uh, it's just, can you believe that? You know, something about her, her cadence, her body language, everything about it. And then to have her glitch and become the actual police officer. And then when she glitched again, it was the doctor. It was not the doctor as that police officer. I, I love that. That was so great. Um, okay. I wrote a note in here. Are Swarm and Azure Ravagers? Because their mission, remember the mission they're storming Atropos. The mission is locate the Ravagers. Later on, it is said the yeah. Ravagers swarm in Azure. And I'm like, okay, so they, no. they definitely are the Ravagers. So we know that now. Yes. They, they are the Ravagers. Uh, nobody calls them video games? Like what? Everybody. What? Is that a British thing? That. What? Let's be them. hip with the kids. Everybody. They probably don't call them video nobody games. Nobody calls anymore, them video right? games. Yeah. So, what, I was trying to think of what the alternative would be games. Like, I can never Games, think, I guess. People say games as a substitute. Is that what she was saying? Was she, she saying nobody calls it. them video games anymore? You video old games. woman. They're called games. You old woman who's like literally one year older than me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. The Daleks, Santarans, and Cybermen are all fighting over whatever is left of the disappearing universe. I thought that was interesting that Corbin, you had a problem with this though, right? The Daleks and the Santarans this definitely makes sense, but for you, oh, the yeah. Cybermen that was, that was ranting too about far? the Cybermen again. Because I feel like we said this the last time the Cybermen were there. Like, originally their purpose was upgrade people for those people's benefits. And it slowly morphed into take over the universe Yeah, because we want to be like we want the a better Daleks. Because power creep. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I don't know. It's just become take over the universe. Like, half the villains in Doctor Who. Okay, who wrote this next note? I did, because I, I was confused. So I understand that... In whatever past mission the doctor was doing, they hid Mori inside the passengers and released them right. to control the time stream. Right. She then tells the remaining Mori to, to do something more similar. More. Right. She's just like, oh, yeah, send four more. And then it vaguely works. <laughs> we don't know where they come from. <laughs> They're like, cool, we yeah, did we it. sent it them worked. in on the airwaves. <laughs> They, yeah, they, they basically said there say, will be there will be three waiting or four, there will four, be three waiting, waiting. four. There will be four waiting. And then it's like, cool. It's like, it worked, <laughs> I guess. Hey, they kick her job. out. Thanks, guys. And it's just, like, just kind of like throwing the Mori whenever we want. We don't even need passenger to hold so them. Like, so what I don't, happened there? I'm so I, I don't really confused. understand the Mori. Yeah. Um, yeah. The swarm said you didn't bring them here, did you? Like it's that like, was what? the worst possible thing, at least for his plans. I guess it was if they control time I somehow. Guess. So are we to believe that the time storm, whatever the crap that is, is flowing through all seven of them, the three Mori yeah. and then the doctor and her companions. And it's flowing through all of them. So that's why she was able to talk to, as she called it, supersized Mori. <laughs> but like you said, she says, let four more be waiting so the first time we were watching it, I was like, oh, we must be like in the Mori's realm or something. Like no. this is where they're from. But no, no. like that's just kind really. of that's not it. Yeah. So like if all that right. needed to happen was for the four Mori to tell, I'm sorry, the three Mori to tell four more to be there waiting, 
why didn't that happen in the first place when, you know, the floating inverted pyramid thing was going, can you repair? For that matter, why aren't there always just Maury waiting? Yeah, one of y'all said, like, why don't they always have backups? This is so important, and you don't have any just waiting. Like, one is damaged and time is compromised, and you don't have any spares. Like, Especially when all apparently all you have to do is just tell them to be there. Yeah, just be there. Yeah, I do love your summation, and it just works. Like, I'm I'm confused. (laughs) Like... Were they supposed to be hiding in the passenger the same exact way it happened in the past? Was that what they were in? There wasn't a passenger. No, there, there wasn't. Was a there was. But that didn't happen though. No, yeah, that we didn't see that. Right. They they no no no, they beamed out. Swarm and Azure and Passenger beamed out at the end of the episode. Yeah. So um, like what? Yeah. Where where were where, they? Where were waiting? the other four? Yeah. Where do they exist? Where are they from? What are they? Yeah. What yeah. are they that they can control time? Like none of this. And maybe we'll find that out. Maybe that's maybe, like, I assume you know. that's going to be answered, but I kind yeah. of feel like they're never going to touch on what did the Mori do in that moment? Yeah. Here's, it, it, they probably won't because of time. Yeah. I think, think about how much we still have left to do. I can feel the shortcuts where it's like, yeah, and we don't have time to explain yeah, what a, the we'll time force is yeah. and what a that time was. Storm that would have been episode seven, but no, no <laughs> instead I can't do that. Um, the other, you know, what's really weird that I'm finding right now is like, you know, I, I, every now and then I'll say maybe we'll get to that, and I feel like what we are doing right now is we're doing we're now doing a podcast about a novel, and we're doing an episode per chapter. Instead of like yeah. instead of reading yeah. the book and talking about the book, we're reading a chapter because that's literally what we're doing right now. It's one story over six episodes, and we're covering literally they call them chapters. We're covering a chapter at a time, so it huh. makes it kind of difficult to say whether it's good or bad, or you know, because like we got to wait and see yeah. what pays off and what doesn't, and what yeah. they what they loosens they don't tie up, and what plot lines they drop because they had to or they forgot or whatever. I think it's fair to say though that that's probably never getting touched on again like what did they mean by have some waiting they're never going to come back around to that i I don't i don't think so either Mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't even know if this is a cut for time type of thing i think it's just a sloppy writing thing of quick resolve the 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 main uh, conflict the same thing at the start of the episode where we're like how did the doctor move so fast and like what was going on there and they're never going to get back around kick off the episode Oh, I'm here to tell you right now. How did the doctor move so fast? That is not a mystery box. That's just what happened. Yes. That that's not yeah, a that is what happened. Yeah, Poor that's writing. Then, that's like, not a that's not a question that's left hanging there. That's just this the, is the how doctor can happen. move really fast. That's what that is. That's all that is. Nah. Why'd you look at me like that? <laughs> that just seems like it's Superman it's throwing his ass. Lazy yeah, writing, that's all it is. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, because we, they painted themselves into a corner because... The doctor it, can move at, like, flash speeds and doesn't use that power Here's all the, the thing time. I really didn't like, is that they ended the last episode with... With him snapping. The snap. the snap. She was staring there. While she was staring... She was basically in physical contact with Swarm. They absolutely painted and, themselves And it in absolutely should have ended with him, right, like, fingers tensing, about to snap. It shouldn't have been the snap. Yeah, you the were snap so surprised the, when we saw I that. I could not believe like, yeah. that they did that. Um, it, it, to me, it completely ruined the tension. Yeah. And it's so hilarious. They held it for so that's, long. It, 
Right. They held it like they were held, holding it for a commercial Three, break. Slash two, the end of the episode. One, right. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And it should exactly, exactly. Especially because they went three, two, one. Beat, beat. And then Swarm said whatever his line was and then snapped. I was like, no, that shouldn't have happened. Because then if we'd have jumped into the next episode and the doctor has done her slow-mo mind palace thing like God, 12 did away with it th- right right but the fact that we saw the snap happen yeah while she was standing in proximity to yeah the thing about 12's mind palace i kind of forgot about that but yeah. he's still not moving extra fast he may be thinking he's super thinking quick fast, on the fly but yeah. like he's not zooming around the room while literally everyone else is apparently I, frozen i think i think your problem with this is completely resolved if the snap hadn't happened in the last episode. I think so. Uh, because then, then at least any amount of time could have been in there, and it's just her room, moving like, quickly, not moving faster than the speed of light, which is what yeah. had to have happened here. Because she's standing there when he snaps, and then before the time storm can begin, she runs across the room, grabs Dan, <laughs> hurls him onto a pedestal, apparently, so guess, and jumps onto the other one. Presumably at the end of the episode... Last episode, she was already moving, but we hadn't seen it because she was moving faster exactly. than light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just exactly. like the Flash. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the universe. Oh man. Okay, so we're jumping to the end here, just because of the nature of our other stuff we noticed list here. We had this lady that we meet at the end. Um. Where did we meet this lady? This was just before she came back, right? Yeah. Just before they all came back to the temple. Mm -hmm. The doctor's talking with this random lady. She doesn't know. The doctor doesn't know where she is, when she is, what's going on, who are you, what is all this stuff. This lady seems to know an awful lot about the doctor and says, this universe is over. And (laughs) the doctor says, oh, and you get to call it, do you? And she's like, you know, get off Uh, your high horse. Uh, You know, like you have no power here kind of kind of moment. Um, I am thoroughly interested in seeing her again. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, "Oh, and don't come looking for me." Yeah, yeah. Um, this sweet yeah. grandma condemning this... a universe. It's <laughs> kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Oracle in the Matrix kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like have you know have some cookies. By the way, you are destined to do these things. You know, like, um, this is a mystery box. This is a yeah. we better come back around to this. You know, like who who is she and what's the deal and blah blah blah. Um, she said, this universe is over. Yeah. Are they opening it up to a multiverse? Well, I, I no, the, no, Doctor Who has been yeah, They've open. had that. Yeah. Actually, oh, I oh, forgot. Yeah. There was that whole Cyberman thing where a yeah. different universe is Yeah, we've been to Pete's dimension and we've been to the bubble on the outside of the bubble and, and yeah, Ooh. yeah. There's multiple universes yeah. for sure. But one of the things we've been discussing and we'll probably come back to this in a, in a few uh, in the notes here. Is that you know did the flux take them to a different dimension, yeah. different universe, whatever you want to call it? So which universe is over? Because the doctor has not hinted that she thinks that she's in a different universe. She is at least playing it like she thinks she's in her prime universe. I mean, so, why would she think otherwise? Uh, for the same reasons that we do? I don't know. But Well, she's not even, like, left Earth since... Well, she's been on the planet time, but yeah. so far since getting attacked by the Flux, it's been 
Earth and the past and whatever this planet is. Yeah. So I think yeah. we've seen more of the universe at the current moment than she has. That, that's true. But again, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering who was this, I'm sorry, not who, what was this lady talking about? Which universe? Is this presumably the prime universe or is it whatever universe they have shifted into? Um, now, my original thought was that the flux had sent them into whatever parallel universe, whatever other dimension that the timeless child was from. Yeah. And that that was a different dimension than the one the Time Lords and Gallifrey occupy. But in this episode, and, and, and by the way, I assumed that Swarm was from there. Yeah. Swarm and Azure were from that dimension. And when the Flux brought them into that dimension, that I was assuming that Swarm and Azure, the whole time we've seen them, they were in that dimension. That's what I was kind of assuming. Or something mm. like that. I'm now realizing I have there there are major holes in that theory, but it doesn't matter anymore because we saw the fugitive doctor and the division active in that part of the timeline mm. before the flux, long before the flux, all of that. So if it is a different dimension and it's where the timeless child came from, it must be an alternate universe where there are still time lords. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm not so sure that that's the case. Now, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Um, the angel has the TARDIS, she said at the very end, which was a callback to the angels have the police box in the original uh, episode Blink. And, and the guy goes, oh, I love that one. I've got that one on a T-shirt. <laughs> so that was a great little callback there. Um, who's who? Who is the division? Or what is the division? <laughs> is, what I, is what I put on here. Uh, it has a dirty secret that Swarm discovered. And that dirty secret was a planet called time. Hmm. So whatever the planet called time is, it is, it was created by the division or harnessed by the division or somehow the division is responsible yeah. for it. Right. So they set up apparently the temp temple of Atropos and set up the Mori, put them in place so that time would be restrained and space could continue hmm. because as we're going to get into in a few minutes, time and space are at war. Yeah. Um, who is Williamson? Uh, he's a nutter. Uh, this guy <laughs> is cuckoo bananas in this episode. And again, I want more Williamson. I love <laughs> this guy. Man, I hope we're right. I hope that the village of angels is the tunnels. Yeah. I really mm. hope that's the case now. Uh, who is Swarm? It's an interesting moral. Oh, man. He Okay. So first of all, we get we get to see old Swarm again. Yeah. This was the swarm yeah. that we originally met that was imprisoned. And he says to the doctor, it's an interesting moral high ground you occupy. Stop killing things or we'll kill you. It's an interesting, huh. interesting statement. A little bit of commentary on the death penalty there from, from Chibs. Um, and then the doctor says, what do you want? And he says he wants to reign in hell. What? Like what? That was that was a wicked line. <laughs> I mean, it was like, pretty what? awesome. It was a pretty awesome line. But like, what? Like, huh? as far as response. So substance. The, you're the Joker. Yeah. Oh, I didn't put down uh, all the stuff that we learned about Passenger this week. But Passenger ain't a people. Uh, passenger is a form. First of all, I love it when Doctor Who just uses the word form. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> we know. don't want to explain. Everything's what it is. a form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember the uh, uh, crap? What was the the wasp? Was called a a Vespa form. Mm -hmm. And then we had the, uh, the vampire things were 
Hema Hemaforms. I don't Hema Veriforms or something like that. Lupine. Wave oh, that was the wolf. Hema it was the, yeah, yeah. It was the werewolf. It was the Lupine Hema Veriform. Yep. Mind you, it's not just any form though. It's a forbidden. Form. It is a, it's yeah, a forbidden forbidden where according to the fugitive doctor. all of time and space in this dimension. Oh, ah. She uh, said, forbidden in this dimension and for good reasons. So again, what? Mm. Yeah, we definitely have some multiple dimension stuff going on. There's some, there's some parallel universe alter, alternate dimension stuff yeah. happening for sure. Um, so somebody throw that down in who is passenger. It, it's, a, it's a form. It's a living prison that can hold thousands of people. So like one of them would be carrying hundreds of thousands of, of prisoners. That's kind of crazy. Uh, who is Claire? Nah, nothing this week. Um, ooh, that would have been kind of cool if she'd been like in the video game or something where we saw the angels. Remember the video oh, game? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I use the wrong term? I meant game. Game. In the game. Um, who is Belle? She and Vendor fought the Daleks? Hmm? Or... Question mark? Question mark? I mean... Because she said... What she said? Okay, so first, so first of all, as the story progresses, she's writing to her love and we discover at the very end that her love is vendor and but she says early on she says uh you and i fought the daleks my love and mm. i was like what like what? what does that mean when was that yeah um someone or something wants to stop her from getting to her love uh her mission is love and love is the only mission all right here's, yeah. here's perhaps my no. biggest problem i have with this episode <laughs> my mission is love she tells the Cyberman, love is the only mission. And she and the the the, the Cyberman says, love is incorrect. incorrect. Love yeah. is not a mission. It is an emotion. Emotions I was going to say, are you going to keep going? Yeah, no, emotions yeah. can't be missions. To which she says, that's why you're dead on the floor and I put you there. And huh? then she blasts him again with the laser thing. <laughs> which was, once again, a wicked line that makes no sense at all. And I'm like, wait, what? Your love killed him? Yeah. Your mission is Obviously. love. Let me demonstrate that love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um what like trip like you said that was an amazing line that's why you're dead on the floor and i put you there if she said the only my mission is survival yeah survival is the only mission and then she says boom you know whatever awesome yeah. line but for her to say that sense, on the heels of love is the only what? mission <laughs> uh, uh-uh. i didn't know who is tigme we're, we're still adding yeah, characters to the list, guys. We got two new yeah. characters this week. Tigme was, uh, that was an interesting reveal there, wasn't it? Yeah. We got several interesting reveals here. So we have Belle writing a letter to somebody yeah. and talking to Tigme. Okay. Okay. What? At first I thought Tigme was the love she was communicating with. Then I thought Tigme was like an AI a on pet. her pocket device. I mm. thought it was like a, like a, like a, a like gigapet. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's like, w- wait, is that is the handheld device like a direct communication link with the baby? To which like you guys that. were like, "Is the baby talking back?" Because like, baby... it's got like the hearts. Yeah, going. Like, it's does like, the baby what? understand Bell? And which, uh, yeah, apparently, like, given that she was not showing at all. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It Just understands like English already. Is yeah, is understanding the language and able to communicate back. And it's like, well, it's uh, like what? What? Um, and then I wrote, is the baby the timeless child question mark? And then wrote definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, 
Should we get into that? Uh, uh, well, no. All right. Let's talk about Vendor. Um, Vendor knows what a TARDIS is, but he didn't think they were actually real. He thought they were a myth. Yeah. Okay. How did right. he recognize okay. them? Okay, fine. The very, just because it's bigger on the, the inside? The very Maybe. concept of recognizing a TARDIS just makes no, no sense. sense at all. Because they um, literally disguise themselves. Yeah, but what, once you stick your head in. every inside is different. Yeah, but once you stick your head inside and it's Until bigger. But the doctor has fly. pockets that are bigger than the inside. Yeah, but that's time more technology. The yeah, so TARDIS, until you see it fly, you don't even have any. Yeah, you have no idea. Basis for like. The, the, Cut for time? I guess. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like we can't keep giving them that. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to. They had to cut four yeah. episodes. Um, he wants to pilot the TARDIS. He immediately asks, can I pilot it? Will you? To which Yaz is like, no. You know, she, she didn't say, I don't even know how, which was the real answer. Um, oh, except that she does. She does she co-pilot does pilot it. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bell wonders if Vendor looks different. I took this to mean because it's been so long. But... But a lot the, of people... Go ahead, Trip. Okay, so think about this. Oh, she has a baby. That's and all I've been doing. The baby's week. not born yet. Right. He can't look that much different. That's a fair point. Okay. Not only so, not only not born yet, but as we said, she's not visibly not, showing. It hasn't been a month wait, yet. Wait, so wait, presumably that means she's seen him at He's, least... He was at that outpost for like... Two months. 3,000 cycles, something ridiculous. No, it was like 25,000 cycles. Yeah. How is And we had done the math and said that that was like, if a cycle is a day, it's like 56 years or something. Probably not. To which we were like, nah, probably not. But that was before okay. I realized he's a time lord. Or a whatever. But a timeless child. Is he's pregnant for 56 years? Yeah, no, that's not. Maybe it can understand English at that point. Like, geez. It's a 56-year-old in utero child. Um... Yeah, a that lot of that's sucks. not adding that's up now. Mm-hmm. No, wait, no, guys, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang uh, on. When he sent her that message, he had just gotten there. He had just, yeah. or he, or he was, or he hadn't even gotten there yet. That's fair. He hadn't even left yet. He hadn't even left. He hadn't. He left immediately right. after. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Right. And she said to Tigmy, "You know, we're going to break it if we keep watching it." So apparently, they've been watching this video for a long time. Well. Uh, presumably for 25,000 cycles, whatever that is. Yeah. Or <laughs> timelines aren't in sync. Maybe it has been only like a few weeks. Huh. That's where I thought you were going. Okay. The baby is barely showing because it is a newborn. No, I, I honestly, I hadn't taken that into account until you said she's not showing. Here's what I was going to say. Because, and I, and I don't think I... I don't think I went here on my own. I think this was purely from reading people speculating online. A lot of people are assuming that when she said, I wonder if he looks different, that was an indication that he can regenerate. That Vendor can regenerate. So I wonder if he uh, looks different. Not not because it's been 25,000 cycles, but because... I really don't can regenerate. think that. He can regenerate. This... Pregnancy is throwing a lot of spanners into the works. I'm beginning though. to think that everyone's a time lord. Exactly. It's a different universe. I Everybody think, in this universe can I regenerate. Think Bell is River. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. No, no, it's gonna turn out that uh it's gonna turn out that uh Vendor is the doctor during yeah. the timeless child section of time. Bell is River, but with her memory wiped, 
and the child is uh, Tigmy is Susan's mother. That's that's okay. that's my full theory. Yeah, okay. that's my full theory. There you go. Crackpot theory, hundred um, percent right. That's right, Corbin. Yeah. Right. If down. you had rattled that off, we would okay. know for sure yeah, that I that was one hundred percent the case. Uh, he stayed on his planet to look for Bell. Um, mm. I don't remember if I did. I write this elsewhere. Um. I did. I put it under, can we talk about the flux? But let's talk about it here. He stayed on his planet to look for Belle. A, why? Uh, he's like, I'm sure she would have been here, right? What? In the past. <laughs> you know, like, if she was there when it all went down, she's either she's, dead or she fled. But, but maybe then secondly, he wants to find her body. I, I guess. He says, it looks like the flux, you know, Got ripped this place too. up too. What? But... The last time we saw the flux hit a planet, it like caved the planet in on itself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it didn't, planets are compromised. That place they don't exist it. anymore. That place looked better than <laughs> a, a town that's been hit by a nuclear blast. Yeah. yeah. Like it still had buildings. And stand. presumably it hit the Earth and just moved it. So it moved what? the Earth? It or like to a different Earth? universe. Oh, oh. But yeah. like didn't affect it at all. So like well, yeah, uh, it's really weird that like there was no people there. Honestly, my presumption is he's an unreliable narrator, and they're really like it was the Cybermen or something. Okay, so when in. he says it looks like the flux, it's not that yeah. he's an unreliable narrator. He's just, he's just like he doesn't yeah, know it wasn't yeah. the flux. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was I was like, this looks like a war zone, not the results of the flux, because For the sure. flux eats mm. planets or makes them eat yeah. themselves. They were crumbling in on makes themselves, them even more sadistic before it had touched. Yeah, before it even touched. Right. Them. So I guess like, that means the Daleks is what attacked their planet because we saw her fleeing from the Daleks. Or was that on a different planet? She's she like said, all over the this universe. This is the Dalek yeah, sector I, now. Yeah, 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 we don't. Apparently, know. she's been out there for. Can we talk about how dumb that all all of Bell's story? But, uh, so oh, dumb. I hate it. I mean, okay. we're talking about Bell and Vendor, so go for it. I just, I don't even know what to say other than like I really just didn't. <laughs> this is like a trash storyline. I have no. I don't know reasons why. <laughs> At one point, you said you hate the trope of. Uh, character who is on screen like doing their own voiceover. The yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why you. I was kind comparing of like it. That. I think this still holds up. It, the, we saw a movie recently called Love and Monsters. Of course, gotta have yeah. a Doctor Who reference. Right. <laughs> it's kind of similar to this. It was just a guy traveling through an apocalypse and narrating it the whole way, looking for his love, and it was. Some of the scenes were very similar to this, and they really annoyed me. And I don't know why, but I just don't like so it. So you didn't like this because you didn't like a different movie and yeah. similar to it's that It's less like movie. this reminded him of something he hated, so now no. he hates it. That movie was okay, but I think I just, I don't like the like self-narrating a handwritten letter to someone that's also really cheesy and it's like all these like it's just bad. I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Such like a. I'm trying to remember when I was a teenager. Was I as broody as you are? I don't think so. You're too. I probably was actually reading nerdy comic books. Grunge kid in the nineties. Anyways, I don't know. Smells like Teen Spirit, I guess. Who is Dan Lewis? He's a romantic. I loved where he walked by with the with the latte for Diane. That was that was great. Just so happens that I started drinking it. Like, oh, they were setting up. Tell that, Corbin. Tell that. 
when when he's, he's like, I've got one here that's a vanilla latte yeah. with two pumps and I, whatever he yeah. said. And she's like, Oh, know. that's how I take that's mine. How I like it. And he looks off in the distance, and I'm like, He's gonna start drinking it. He's gonna like chug <laughs> that thing. That would have been so funny no. if it had been like, Oh, is it now? Oh, glug, is it glug, now? glug. Ah. This is how I take my second one. Glug, glug, glug. Ah. That's so great. Um, he got dumped two days before his wedding because she Ooh. thought about it and couldn't bear the thought of oh. spending the rest of her life with him. Oof. Dang. How do you get in that situation? I don't. <laughs> what? Two days out. Hey, wait. Two I just realized. Out. I don't want to live with you. I just you realized. You're a disgusting I hate, human. <laughs> I hate everything about you. Jeez, man. I mean, that's not like saying I thought about it and realized I'm not ready for it's commitment. Not a good idea. Or I thought about it and, in fact, we don't see eye to eye on children. Or, you know, we're from two different worlds. No, you're just a crap human. Yeah. And I love the way he phrased it. Couldn't bear Couldn't the thought. Bear the Couldn't thought of living with thought. me. Oh, my gosh. It's so brutal. Jeez. It's awful. Give me a break, Chibs. Um, who is Yaz? Mandip Gill is tragically underused uh, in this television program. Yeah. Tragically. Cause she because she was a in back this episode, character for the first season she was in. Let's huh? be she honest. She was what? She was a back character. She was like... Background? Background character. Yeah. For the first season she was in. Yeah. And she's still not an important character. And like, whenever we do get to see her shine, yeah. she shines so bright. And in this episode, I'm not even talking about Yaz. In this episode, <laughs> yeah, Yaz was the... still kind of useless. But wow, yeah. Mandip was amazing. When she played the commander that gave Vendor his new posting, she was amazing. She looked awesome in that suit. I, again, <laughs> I want to see the spinoff. Uh, after, after she and Jody do their buddy cop movie, I want to see her as space commander uh, Khan uh, just walking around in that uniform looking like she owns the place because that's what she did. Um, when she was in the, in the tactical gear, she was another completely different character. When she was playing the commander, that was yeah. not Yaz being in charge. That was a different character that she brought for that that uh, that scene. Just like mm-hmm. Jody was not the doctor being Yaz's buddy. She was, Jody Whitaker was playing this, this police officer. Um, and then when, when Mandip was playing uh, one of the team members with the fugitive doctor, she was a whole other character who was sort of like all three of them were kind of like, you know, tough, you know, like we're going to go kick butt and blah, blah, blah. But she was also kind of a prankster. Like when she jabbed the needle in the doctor's arm and she's like, yeah, I do love doing that. You know, like all of that (laughs) was so, so good. I told y'all during the week, it makes me want to go find other stuff that she's been in and go watch it so that I can see what she's like when she's unleashed because she's so good. Um, uh, Anyways. Uh, who is the fugitive doctor? We had the return of the fugitive doctor, which by the way, I uh, sorry for you. If you didn't see the episode in time, because that was spoiled all over the internet. Oh yeah. The return of the fugitive doctor. And uh, Joe, here's an interview with on the official doctor who Facebook page. Here's a link to a video of Jody talking about the return of Joe Martin as the fugitive doctor because she's on there this week. Hope you already watched it. 
I know it's 7 p.m. three hours after we <laughs> aired the episode, but hope you're interested. There's 50,000 articles three seconds I am after the. I'm telling you what, man, I am even more committed than ever. We are watching this crap the night it airs yeah. because otherwise. And by the way, uh, I was prepping the notes for t- not, not sorry. I wasn't prepping these notes. I was working on something else within the podcast network, uh-huh. and I don't know. Swiped over on my phone over into my Google feed, and I don't know. Den of Geek or somebody had uh, Doctor Who Flux Chapter Four Village of the Angels what? review, nope. and I was like, "Did it? Didn't it finish five minutes ago?" <laughs> I looked. At, I looked at my watch, and I'm like, "Did the episode just go off the air?" To, oh, they must have been writing the review as the episode. They were writing the review the way we do our show notes, yeah. like as yeah. the episode is airing, and then like just without ed- probably without editing, grammar check or anything, just. The credits rolled and they hit publish and said, we were the first one out there with a review. It's not a review. You just watched it. You haven't even had time to think about it. Anyways. So uh, the fugitive doctor was there. Uh, (laughs) She was at the siege of Atropos. Um, There's the moment where um, whoever vendor is playing is talking to the boss and says, finish this mission and you're clear. And the doctor's like, what? Clear? And she, and he says, they promised they'll stick to it. So mm. is this mission why she got the memory wipe? I guess. And if so, does that mean she wanted the memory wipe? Or like, what did they promise? What is she? How is she clear? I don't know. What does all that mean? What does is she mean? clear of? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like does she it mean do? you're out of the division? Like you're 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 clear to leave because like maybe the division is kind of like you don't get to leave type of it's like the mafia you know um, you never get to to sign back out. Um, I didn't write anything else about the fugitive doctor, but I loved the interaction. I love the interaction between the fugitive doctor and thirteen. It's so amazing, and you know she's like uh, you know <laughs> I love again. She's like I'm you, and she goes me nah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> she is so dismissive of the 13th doctor nah. man she's like i'm your future i don't think so nah. <laughs> um there there are calls out there right now for people that want to see a spinoff show of the fugitive doctor's adventures and i am i am here for it i'm down whether that's season 14 or if we have to have a whole other show running within the the apparently coming soon doctor who multiverse or not multiverse <laughs> A Doctor Who television universe that uh, RTD could conceivably be launching because he did it once before. So, um, who is the Doctor? She's talking to herself like Twelve did in the Mind Palace thing. We we already kind of hint, hinted at that. Um, okay, I started. I had problems with this originally. She thinks that she's in a memory when she's at the Siege of Atropos, but later on she says you could be, she says to Yaz, you could be in your past, your present, or even your future. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I feel like they they left the door open that the Fugitive Doctor could still be conceivably a future incarnation of the Doctor. Ah, I don't think so. Yeah, by the end of the episode I was like, no, because the Fugitive Doctor interacted with Old Swarm yeah. and this was definitely an event that happened in the past. So the Wikia says that this episode officially cements the Fugitive Doctor as a past incarnation mm. of the Doctor. Um, I read an interesting um, 
an interesting theory. Oh, let's see if I can remember how it went. It was something to do with the police box. And it was uh, something about all of the stuff happening in Liverpool, Williamson, the tunnels, the Santarans, whatever's happening with Atropos. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's related to Liverpool in some way or whatever. And that, <clears throat> oh gosh, what was it? They, there, was, there was some sort of theory about the doctor being born in England or something. What? Wow. Oh crap. Now I can't remember what it was. But basically... They oh this this person went bananas Just, with this theory. Um, yeah, you know what? Re- remind me, uh, remind me uh, when we when we break for Jared's segment. I'll I'll see if I can dig it up and and read the whole thing because it was it was crazy. It was but at the same time, I was like, <laughs> and and basically it was like this is why the fugitive doctor had a had a police box. It was it was uh, the the I'll I'll pull it up. It, it was why the doctor is so fascinated with earth. It was why the doctor keeps coming back to, to wow. England. You know, it was like all of these kinds of things like tying together. And I was like, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Um, let's see. I loved, <laughs> I love the doctor's line, which he says, which means there's a problem, another problem, several problems, but I don't want to worry you, which I have. So sorry. <laughs> she gets on these, these rants where she's half talking to herself and half talking to someone else. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right, um, can we talk about the flux? Time and space are at war, What? apparently. Time and the Division has time. tried to imprison time on a planetary mass. So we Swan want says, space no. to win? Or do we just want them separate so that they don't kill each other? Uh, you can't have one without the other. That's not exactly. how the universe I mean, works. that's kind of the thing is like, Einstein tells us it's space-time, that it's one thing. No, they're opposing factions. Yeah, they're it's opposing like forces, even. Forces. Entities or something. like. And it's not been clear. Time has been described more as a, as a force yeah. that can run wild, not as a, it's like a person weapon. or entity. Yeah. Almost. Almost a weapon, yeah. yeah. Um, he definitely, Swarm definitely weaponized the... The, the little blue bits, the, yeah. the particles of the time force or whatever. Um, let's see. Um, <clears throat> uh, the old granny at the end uh, says that it's not a, uh, the flux is not a naturally occurring event. It was made, it was placed because of you, doctor. Yes. The doctor's because the most important she person fell through in every universe. universe. In every she universe. fell through the universe or whatever. Uh, yeah, from one dimension to another. So maybe that's possibly. why. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, guys. Uh, well, did, did anybody want to... Anything else about the Flux? We're kind of like doing theories as we go, too. Yeah. So it's fine. Anything else about the Flux? Uh, my theory is mm. that it's not going to make any sense, and it's just going to be <laughs> yeah. doing whatever hey guys, the writers in the Whovian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what they do... What? What? If you find value in what they do, give them a high five the next time you see them. Yeah. But if you find value in what we do... Like they do. Here's what then you here's can do. what you can do. But do be do. Noobs of the slash support. If you skipped over this, welcome back. Classic Who Connections, let's hear what Jared has to say this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connection for Once Upon Time. Uh, so just got the one for this week. 
and that's the fact that we see the Daleks levitating. It's really not that strong of one. It's something we've talked about before, but I'll go into it a little bit more in depth just because we've got some time. Um, so the the Daleks, of course, they, they did levitate in Classic Who, but originally they were stuck on the ground, couldn't handle stairs, couldn't handle uh, getting up and down uh, uh, different heights because they needed to touch the ground in order to generate or in order to pass the electricity through into their shell casings to move around. So right from the start, they can't uh, handle things that people with legs can do normally. Uh, you know, humans in general can do. Uh, so they had to develop the technology in order to be able to move off of Scaro. So it's interesting to point that it's the remembrance of the Daleks. That's with the Seventh Doctor. We watched that one with Ace in the Classic Who Rewind. That that's the first episode that you see them levitating. But it's not the first time that it implies that they uh, are are able to uh, float or levitate um, to get up and down stairs. So clear back uh, in in Classic Who, back, back with the the chase. That's the first Doctor. You see them getting off the beach uh, in one of the places where they landed, and you see them getting up, uh, you know, up off the beach and up to a higher place. Now you don't see them levitate; you just see them there on the beach, and then you see them they're they're in a different spot, a higher spot. So I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, it, it's it's implied that they can move between, um, you know, move between different levels. Um, at this point, it's also you see that they look a little different because they have battery packs on, so they look a little different than the original Daleks. Um, so, you know, it, it it's already implied well below before Revelation of the Daleks that they can levitate essentially or or get between two different levels somehow. Um, but maybe the levitation is like maybe they're doing an R two D two type thing where a third arm came out and we just didn't see it before, or maybe the levitation thing just puts it to rest. I don't know. Now they levitate. That's what we got. So that's really the only Classic Who connection. You know, they first started doing that in Classic Who. Again, I think we've talked about it before. But there you go. I just spent two minutes talking about it. So what do you know about that? Uh, all right. I, I'm going to give it... I, I enjoyed this one. I'm I'm still enjoying uh, Flux overall and, and enjoyed the, the episode. Um, maybe not as much. Definitely not as much as the first one. I mean, we all love, uh, uh, you know... Uh, um, discovery. So, of course, the first one's going to be hard to, to live by because now they got to give backstory and catch us up on all this stuff. But there's still a fair bit of discovery here and, and showing backstories and everything. Um, but I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 time storms, uh, which is, of course, what the doctor jumped into with and, and pulled everyone into to save them. Um, and that's kind of a cool concept, a time storm. Yeah, as far as creep levels go, not nothing too creepy i still think uh azure and um uh oh goodness the guy's other name i'm really good with names these last couple of uh stories but um you know i i still think that they're pretty pretty scary to to watch um swarm thank you uh, there it is uh not thank you but i remembered it azure and swarm uh i think they're pretty uh freaky characters so i'm giving it 50 out of 100 um, and Swarm's look is evolving, so that's kind of interesting, too. I wonder if they're going to actually address that, or maybe I missed it, but I don't think I did. Anyway, all right, 
Uh, thank you to the uh, TARDIS fandom page, and thank you to News and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. All right, uh, so that brings us down to our overall impressions. Jared gave it 8 out of 10 time storms. Who wants to go next? Um, Only one of us has a score so far. Well, okay, then I guess I'll go. Because y'all guys are bad at planning ahead. So (laughs) What? Well, if you write your recap ahead, then you don't have to think. I mean, if you write your score ahead... Then you yes, don't have trip. to if think about it. you've written the recap this episode. That, well, okay. <laughs> hey, what's your rating? <laughs> well, I think I like this one. It, it was pretty interesting. I like the way that they pulled off all the timey-wimey stuff. And I feel like Doctor Who always does this really well. I always like the way that everything kind of fit together, except for like the opening scene. But whatever, whatever. Like... Like, I love how oh, yeah. it was, like, all dreamy and stuff. And it was, like, all weird. But, like, it actually made sense. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, kind of harder to follow. But not too hard. That, I mean, know, on like second viewing, lost. I thought it was very clear. Oh, yeah. For yeah. the most part. Yeah. Second time through. So, I guess 8 out of 10 dumb snaps. <laughs> dumb <laughs> dumb snaps. snaps. He, he shouldn't have snapped. Last uh, episode. I, I enjoyed this one. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying Flux. Uh, yeah. So, this was... The third one? The third one, yes. So we're, we're halfway there. Yeah, we're yeah. halfway done. That's crazy. Yeah. We are confused because we keep watching them. I know. <laughs> yeah. We're like, it's the third one, but we've oh, watched wait. six episodes. Was, watched was that last episodes. week? Well, I mean, it was last week when we watched it, but then we also watched it yesterday, and we're talking about <laughs> it today. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like um, it's a middle-of-the-story episode. So... Trip said earlier, he was like, how do you rate this? Yeah. When you're like, you know, you're rating part of a story. And that's really what we're doing here. So it was, it was trippy. I loved the, as I mentioned, the, the dreaminess of everything where all of a sudden we're, you know, like we're walking down the street. Now we're in a church. Now we're on the stairs. What? Um, Yeah. I loved all that. Um, I loved how vendor would every now and then go, wait, why are you here? Yaz? you know, things like that. The the conceit of, yes. The conceit of I'm in my normal clothes, but everybody else is in their period appropriate clothes, yeah. but they're not them. They're somebody else, which is so dreamlike, you know, um, what did I say to Braden that made him laugh so hard? I was like, you know, it's like when you're in a dream and you're in class, but you look up at the front, and your teacher's Barack Obama. And he was yeah, like, like what? he just fell apart for some reason. because <laughs> I chose Barack Obama as my teacher. I don't know. Yeah. Was- um, so, yeah, I I'm going to give it uh, nine out of ten Call of Duty's Angels Ops. <laughs> I love seeing them in the video games. That was great. And now Corbin. I'm gonna crap know, all over crap it. All over okay. It. okay. I didn't love it so much. <laughs> Two out of crap ten. upon it from a great height. I, I think <laughs> we just keep coming back to the time constraints they have because there's six episodes. And I feel mm. like there was a lot that didn't need to be in this episode for the overarching plot. Like so first of all, there's Bell's story, which I really hated. And no, to be fair, that seems like it will be going somewhere be, in the future. Be, well, that's because that's, that's the doctor's parents. But so it's not helped by the important. fact that I really hated it. I did not like that plot line. Hey, by the way, I, I know you hated her, vo- her voiceover as a, as a construct of the episode, but I could listen to that actress speak oh, yeah. all 
day long. I feel like First, we just of all, say this a lot about British actors. Like she's Irish. That wow. was an Irish accent. She Why reminded me of, of Saoirse Ronan. I thought that's who it was at first, oh. and I got really excited, and then it was not. Wow. And then I was really intrigued by a uh, seemingly Hispanic, Hispanic, oh my gosh, Asian person wow. with, a, with an Irish accent. It reminds me of a- sin right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why I was saying it. Um, it reminds me of a, of a comedian I heard one time who um, was talking about- um, uh, Chinese people in Mexico speaking Spanish and blowing all the white people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just that, that was a, her accent was amazing. And yes, I know I say that a lot about British people, but Irish even more. Yeah. Irish even more. So, but, um, but aside you her, from that, so I will grant that I think that's going to be important, but you were saying people were confused, but that we thought they were over explaining. And I do kind of think that was the case. Like and by every, we, I meant y'all, not me. Yeah, <laughs> I liked the amount of explaining. Yeah, every time though that she jumped into one of their time streams, she would explain to them yeah. what was going on. Like, and it we just felt like only needed it the first time. It felt like they were really mm. trying to make sure we understood something. We understood that it. Presumably, yeah. isn't going to be super important in the future because we've just like straight up left Unless this place. Yeah, it, it could. Mm. I will grant again. It could be important. Because we are going to be the rest with the of angels. the show is in this time street. Oh my god! The next, the next three episodes all take place in the time storm. Yeah, <laughs> my brain is broke. So I, overall though, I felt like there was just they were focusing on stuff that doesn't seem like it's going to be super important. Okay, I mm. di- I didn't like it, that, and also I just don't know why did not like bowels. Bell? Bell. Bell. It's bell. It's It's one syllable. (laughs) Bell. Bell. Yeah. I did not like her story. I don't know how you got two syllables out of the letter L, but you did. Keep reiterating that. I don't know why. But you also kept calling her Rose. Oh, you did. I got very confused because I knew episode, something was like, called Rose. I hate the Rose storyline. And like, I'm like, are you, why are you talking about <laughs> yeah. the first season of this show all of a sudden? But you were, you, you were talking about Bell. Base Station Rose or whatever the crap. Outpost Rose. Outpost Rose. Too many names, too many things in this show. <laughs> we are officially halfway done. No more new characters. The next please, episode introduces please, 15 more characters. Please. Now we know the next episode, I mean, we know we Presume. can be fairly confident that claire will be the central yeah. thing the central character in the next episode she's not new 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 she will be new, new in that we will finally get to understand what the crap's going on but we yes. have at least met her before but if we have another brand new character we have never encountered before i'm just gonna be yeah. like all right man like you, you, you won six episodes much. you got like economy of scale buddy you can't yeah, anyways. Can't bring in. So what's your what's your rating? I don't think we've heard your rating yet. Uh I must say seven out of ten little blue things, particles. Little blue things. Little, 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 little blue bits. They blue didn't bits. call them anything. Seven particles of the bits. time force was the was the closest we got. Sorry about your ear holes, guys. I bumped a cord. Um Jerry gave it fifty out of five hundred. Um there was enough angels in here that I'm gonna go one seventy five. What? <laughs> I did like the Again, effects. Again, it's not for me, guys. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Okay. It's for the kids. Sure. Dad has the face That's of the kid. That's why we never watch horror movies. With a beard. <laughs> what? 
bearded baby face. What's, what's your uh, what's yours then? Oh, I, don't I did like the effect where the angel was in the rear view mirror and it kept oh yeah like, that jumping was cool. away. That was really that was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know. I still don't think it was super creepy though. I'm gonna say probably okay. fifty as well. Okay. Mm. I feel like it was kind of weird at the end where, like, the lights. I mean, it was kind of creepy where the lights were blinking and like the angels kind of like shifting and stuff. Oh yeah, that was full on blink territory right there, man. Yeah, that yeah. was that was kind of crazy. So I don't know, like ten, like all of this stuff we've seen before in Doctor Who. So I feel like it just bumps down the creepiness. Okay, just o- over overexposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's only so much where you can get me with it. So I'm sorry. Did you give your number? I said ten. Oh, t- geez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really it's gotcha um i was trying to look real quick uh, but my my computer's just not moving fast enough i was trying to look to see if the weeping angel got uh credit again oh remember we talked about the weeping yeah. angel got credited credit in as the a first person, episode yeah and she's she's not on the tardis.fandom.com hmm. that doesn't mean let me see. Okay, it says uncredited cast, and it says uh, Maury. It lists a few people. Commander, Weeping Angel, and then it credits them as TBA. I don't understand. So I don't what. Yeah. So apparently they didn't they didn't get credited uh, like they did uh, in the in the first episode. Presumably next week um, they will. So yeah. Um, theories. Uh, let's see. Oh gosh, did Jared update us anything? On his um, theories? No. Okay. Um, Trip, you said Swarm made the flux as the ultimate challenge to the doctor. I mean, so uh, far, yeah. that's not been contradicted. I mean, no, she I literally think... said it was created. It wasn't created by Swarm. No, that's what I'm saying. We don't but, know who created it. But it... it I thought well, the implication we was she created it. That's it's the implication, but maybe. she didn't say it. She didn't so say it. So technically, Trip's not been proven wrong. No. It doesn't sound like he's right. <laughs> um... You said the Doctor and Swarm are in the are from the same dimension, but not the same race. Dan is a descendant of Williamson. Williamson yeah. figured something out that made Dan special. Carboniston knows it and underplays it. Dan is somehow important to the division. Yeah, I don't think those are true. I think y'all are. I don't think Dan. Dan and William are connected as we think they are. I think they're going to meet up at some point because we see the D- future who? thing. Dan and William. Williamson, Williamson, I really don't think up. they're related at all. They did meet up, like for a couple seconds. Why? Well, I, I mean, I don't think they have anything to do with each other anymore. Like, I think we're gonna meet up, and they're going to talk to each other, and that they're they're not like connected or anything. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, I had said a passenger is Diane. Eh, not really. Not quite. Passenger. Is that was contains. holding Diane. Yeah, yeah it contains so kind Diane. Of. Um, I I said um, the flux is the <laughs> the nexus from Star Trek Generations in that it takes you to another dimension, uh, specifically the one that the timeless child is from. I am leaning away from that now. Mm, I am beginning yeah. to think. I am beginning to think based on some of the hype and the promo stuff I'm beginning. My, my original thought was they've been shifted into an alternate dimension. We're not going to get confirmation on that until the end. And there's going to be some sort of cataclysm 
Mm. And it's going to be like the end of the universe. And then it's going to turn out to be the end of that other universe. And so it doesn't impact the prime universe. But they were talking about the doctor being the cause of it. Yeah. And, and I'm so also, I, you know. Why would it be some other random to, universe? Uh, if the doctor caused it, why would it be some random no, 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 other no, no, universe? No, 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 no. You misunderstand. Um, my, my theory was that the flux was the gateway to that other dimension. And that the time force was going to be a cataclysm in that yeah. universe. And so when the old lady said, this universe is over, I was oh. like, yep, because mm-hmm. this universe is over, it's a different but universe. it's not our universe or the doctor's universe or whatever. But I'm, 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 I'm kind of on the fence about that because Chibnall, you know, in some of the, the lead up talked about it, this being the most ambitious, uh, you know, storyline ever and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, like, if that was the case that would be kind of a cop-out. Like if we ended the universe and then it didn't matter, of course, I guess we've already done that once before. Um, I I don't know. So I... I I have a feeling that this is going to reset like the timeline or something. It's going to like knock this universe out and it's going to reset to when she like fell through. So she's going to fall through. We're we're going to go back to her and the other dimension. And so, like, where she was in her dimension and fell through into this one, this one is now ending. And so we're going to go back to the story where she was in the other dimension. So we're resetting. So all this stuff still happened, but this universe is gone now. So we're now in the other universe. What if? What if we are still in the prime universe? Yes. The release of the time force did irreparable damage to the universe and this universe is over, like the old lady yeah. said. And the final resolution, you know, scrub Yaz and Dan, forget about them, they're, 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 toast, they're toast, their history. And the doctor in the last seconds of that universe falls through a gateway. Oh my goodness. Into another universe and regenerates into a small child. <laughs> I don't know. That would be absolutely crazy. Now I'm really reaching. I don't know. Um, something's up with Dan is what I said. I think he's a Time Lord. I'm standing by that. I think Dan is a Time yeah. Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the connection between Williamson and Dan. I think Williamson and Dan are the same, are the same person. They're different regenerations okay. nope. of this Time Lord that hopefully we've never met before unless it's the Corsair. That would be fine. Yeah, I'm going to go directly against if, that and say that nobody else is a Time Lord. Okay, I'm going to call this right now. If at some point... Dan rolls up his sleeves and he has the Corsair tattoo. <laughs> I will stand up and do a little victory dance in the living room. Okay. Okay. Um, guys, the game plan next week, we're covering Dr. Who colon flux comma chapter four dash village of the angels, which we have now established is in the tunnels of Liverpool. 1820s. Oh yeah. Liverpool. Yes. 100%. Yeah. We decided this. Hundo percent. Um, after series 13, we're doing, <laughs> What? 100%. It's uh, uh, Hank Green. John, John Green? Hank Green? One of them. One of the, one of the brothers, Hanks. Um, after Series 13, we're going to do our best of series. And so, guys, we're, we're going to wrap up our survey uh, when we cover The Vanquishers, the last chapter of Flux. So go to noobsinthehooving.com slash best of and make sure that you vote in the survey on your favorite episode, or, excuse me, favorite story from each of the doctors and your favorite festive special. I've got my favorite for that picked out, Fosho. 
Um, we talked uh, amongst ourselves a little bit, um, but we're going to be covering that <clears throat> the week of Christmas. So what we're going to do is during the week leading up to Christmas, we're going to watch that episode and then it'll actually be the day after Christmas when we'll record and release the episode uh, about Because we're that. not recording on Christmas because we're not crazy. Well, I mean, it's a Saturday, so we wouldn't be recording it anyway. We're still not crazy. Okay, we're still not crazy. That That is accurate. But, uh, but in I, other words, um, if you want to watch it on Christmas Day, you can watch it on Christmas Day, and then we'll release our episode the next day. So we're, we're probably going to cover it leading up to Christmas, not on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, a, we have an increasingly lengthy catalog of Christmas classics that we have to watch around <laughs> here. So, and, I, and this year I said, let's watch some of the Doctor Who specials, <laughs> nope. which Trip thought I meant all the Doctor Who Christmas specials. I thought you meant <laughs> all the ones that were like Christmassy, though. <laughs> no, uh, that is not what I meant. So make sure you that you do that. And then um, we're also um, open, open to some ideas for... Uh, some timey wimeys. I did uh, think of a few that um, that I think I've thrown on the list uh, with some question marks on them. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, so we need to talk about it. We need to talk with Jared about it. And then I want to hear from the fans as well. The fans. Woo! Somebody got too big for their britches. The listeners. Uh, <laughs> those of you, those of you out there who consider yourselves fans of noobs in the Whovian, please, call in please right now. Write it. Yes, please. Here's my personal cell phone number. Now, please call into the show please right now. Write in and let us know that you are a fan of noobs yes. in the Whovian because I, ha- I haven't met one of them yet. I've met some oh, listeners. Well, Jared on, online. I don't know. Jared might consider himself a fan. Jared. Jared's the only one we've met in person. So, oh, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah there, there's something there. So, Hey, as Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is that one. I'm Trip. The production editor is this and I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his class. I said thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. There was no trivia because nah, the notes are so sparse by the time that we record. But that's okay. We, we, we still love you guys. Yeah. Thanks to Jared for his Classic Who connection. Shout out to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us at noobsinthehoovian.com where you can find all the stuff that you need. Make sure wherever you found us, subscribe. If, if you haven't, I don't know how you're even listening to us, but, but wherever you found us, Go click on a subscribe button somewhere and 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 do that. And then share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. Goodbye. What's the flux? <laughs> <laughs> What's the flux? I've decided that's my new closing. Down is as it is. Hey, did we do a soundtrack? Hey, did we do a soundtrack? Have we done a soundtrack? So the blooper reel this week needs to just be me saying, so did we do a soundtrack four times in a row? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. All right, shut up.